I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Christmas to you. Happy Christmas to you. You look like a Santa and you smell like one, two. What would Santa smell like? Probably pine cones and no, fir petrol. trees and petrol. petrol. Strong, <laughs> musky scent. Yes. Oh. He's a man's man. He's a woodsman. He's a that's He's right. A when have you ever met anyone who has like a, a shed where they do work who doesn't stink? Me, mate. Oh, I do stink. I you smell. do stink. dog piss mainly. You Just dog piss. You, well, dog piss. Uh, ozone from the seaside <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sort of stale vinegar. So Don't even know where that's yeah. from. <laughs> Terrible. My love of stale vinegar. Mark. Oh, look, everyone! Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! What Santa left under your pod tree? <laughs> it's a show. It's this show. Um, you, you might be surprised because you were like, guys, I thought WrestleMania had ended for, uh, for for people who refused to invest in it. Um, uh, amazing, amazing decision by a lot of people to uh, join us on the Patreon. Mm. A more amazing decision by a lot of people. To not say. join us on the Patreon. Amazing, isn't what it? What are you doing? You invested all that time and yeah. you thought, this project is over. I don't need this in my life. I've listened to every Farewell. second of it. Yeah, every second of it. But I'm more than happy it. that it's left me now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, look, you're about to see the error of your ways. Prohibition is what it is. <laughs> because we are going to... This is a freebie as well. Freebie, so mate. Everyone on the Pat Patreonson, you've been enjoying the whole of WrestleNemus. Mm. Um, well, this one, because it's out on Christmas Day, we're also giving to the poor unfortunates. <laughs> <laughs> you there, boy! Get the biggest turkey in the butchers. I'm going, it's I've Christmas spent, day, I've spent the money on a, a pod uh, bean <laughs> subscription. Um, oh, I'm, you fucking idiot! I'm ripped to the dits on crocodile. Uh, I can't lift that big bird. Are there really no free podcasts that you've not fucking heard? <laughs> oh, you've listened to the whole of Adam Buxton, have you? Oh, people have taken time off over Christmas, have they? And they've no pod in my box. <laughs> Lazy cunts. Uh, t- Tiny Tim would be doing a really in-selly podcast if he had one. <laughs> yes, it'd be all would, about. Yeah. It'd be, he'd be like Owen Jones, a lot of Bitcoin chat, yeah, a lot of fucking investment. It would chat, be. Yeah. You know, the thing is, you know, when you've got like a withered leg, uh, you know, <laughs> women just, you know, they don't, they don't give you the time of day. You know, um, yeah, of course, this is wrestle me, it's wrestle me. A chat about Tiny Tim being an incel. <laughs> what else could it be? And uh, as a special Christmas treat, yep. uh, we're going to be giving you. Uh, the chance to relive one of the great matches in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. That being Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks. 
at the Dale Martin Extravaganza at Wembley Arena, 1981. The Dale Martin Extravaganza. Now, yes. can we extrapolate that? So Dale Martin was, it's not the name of a real person, but it is the name of the promotion right. uh, that was one of the key uh, southern promotions in um, British wrestling mm. from the 60s all the way through to their sort of, you know, eventual collapse in the early 90s. Mm. Um, Dale Martin was run by Max Crabtree, who is the brother of Shirley Crabtree. How did he get booked? <laughs> How did he get <laughs> booked? He get booked? Uh, Adrian Street says of all the Crabtree brothers, there were three. Um, Max and his brother, who wasn't Shirley, were the two good wrestlers. Uh, <laughs> Shirley was not a good wrestler. But uh, what happens every year at the minute is the Wrestling Observer has its Hall of Fame, where wrestling journalists, former wrestlers, current wrestlers, and people involved in the industry mm. get together and they have a ballot and they decide who is going to go into the Wrestling Observer's Hall of Fame. The Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, even though it's a newsletter, um, is the most recognised credible Hall of Fame mm. uh, in the, the entire wrestling business. It has uh, a number of things that, that they, they have done it. So you need to pass a threshold to get in. You can uh, look at people for their various different things. So not just ability in the ring, but drawing power, historical significance and things like that. It's taken very seriously. Yeah. And one of the big issues with someone on the ballot has been in recent years, Big Daddy. And the right. reason for that is most British people, especially wrestling historians, would say Big Daddy is historically important enough yeah. that he belongs in the Wrestling Observer's Hall of Fame. He's the most famous, for British audiences, wrestler. He's, no? He has been dead for uh, over a quarter of a century. Mm. And yet, if you say to anyone, name a British wrestler, everyone will say Big Daddy. Yeah. There is no question about that. Mm. The problem is all the people who work with him are like, there's no way he belongs in that Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's a pro wrestling Hall of Fame, yeah. not a big fat idiot <laughs> Hall of Fame, not a, a gold top hatted wearing egg Hall of Fame. <laughs> and so they're, 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 it's, it's I been... would like to say that Hall of Fame. <laughs> I would very it's much. It's only Big Daddy, isn't it? <laughs> I feel very strongly that Big Daddy should be in the Hall of Fame. Because yeah. Big Daddy is, is, as you say, Pete, you know, he everybody knows Big Daddy. He was a mm. cultural phenomenon. The problem is, of course, in America, people aren't voting for Big Daddy because the only thing that really exists is his body of work. And his body Big of body. work is really not the thing to look at if you no. want him to go in the Hall of Fame. No. So there is a sense that people say Big Daddy was one of the worst wrestlers of all time. When you talk to wrestlers who are around him, a lot of them blame him for the death of the British wrestling industry. <laughs> so it's a difficult hurdle for us to get over. But as a cultural phenomenon, Big Daddy absolutely 100% deserves it to be It is the first thing that uh, when you talk to neighbours and this literally happened three months ago uh, Sarah will point to me uh, not in the most complimentary manner you can point at someone and say he's got a wrestling podcast uh, and this, they say what Big Daddy and all that that's the <laughs> first thing go. they'll say that is Big wrestling. Daddy and all that it remains that and those people are not people in their 70s no I presume those are people in our, their 30s our age yeah, yeah. our age yeah, yeah well, I'm just in my yeah. 30s um, what you're seeing with this match, which is Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks, is the two biggest wrestlers, not just of their era, but I think in the history of British wrestling, mm. coming together for a rare singles match. They teased the fact that the two of them would have a match for years and years and years. They never quite got them together. Mm. And this was the culmination of probably a decade of fudging round the two of them meeting. <laughs> Before we go any further, this is also the point where Big Daddy is at the highest point in his cultural recognition mm. in Britain. Um, 
1981. When were you born? 1981. 1981. Mm. Do you remember what it was like? <laughs> In, uh, in 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 Brighton Hospital. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I was I was uh, five, mm. and I do have vague memories of what 1981 was like. Mm. And I thought what would be best is if I tried to sum it up, Pete, in a. It's like a performance art piece, right? Okay. Um, it's the sort of thing that if you saw uh, at some kind of weird. Like arts funded theatre, yeah, you'd you'd really not like. <laughs> but I'm going to try and sum up using Sonne Lumiere. Right, I'm going to try and sum up what 1981 in Britain was like. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Bam, 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 down, 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 down. Liver and onions. <laughs> Please show your appreciation for the roly polies. Right, I got one scampi, I got one chicken in a basket. <laughs> the lady's not for turning. Oh, my. Liver and onions. <laughs> I have the greatest respect for you, George, but Lord, you are no nearer catching me now than four years ago when I started. Is that the Yorkshire Ripper? No, we're side well, Jack. We're side Jack, sorry. A pint of shandy bass, one for yourself, Cheryl. There will be no surrender by the IRA. <laughs> Liver and onions! <laughs> yes, whatever love means. And if you want to slow it down, and Steve Davis has won the World Snooker Champion. Oh, you can't get me. I'm part of a union. I'm looking at his list. The boys do trust. <laughs> I got another five pages. Liver and onions. It looks to me like you might have this new disease, which they're calling AIDS. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, you? Hey, <laughs> Derek Hatton just told me that John Lennon's Zed. <laughs> Underground, overground, tied to a tree. The women of Wimbledon come and are we? Liver and onions. That is 1981. <laughs> now I can see why you wanted to put this on the main feed, Mark. <laughs> nine days work, Pete. Nine days work. Looking up, good. looking up where side Jack transcripts. <laughs> what was so I need to go through some of them. Uh, what was the Wimbledon? It was just a thing that's like tied to a tree. The, the Wimbledon uh, Common uh, uh, protests right. began uh, when uh, the uh, women uh, came together. A Greenham mm. Common. Yeah, I, uh, I said Wimbledon Common, but it should have been Greenham Common. Wimbledon, right, yeah. uh, when the Americans began storing uh, nuclear Polaris missiles on British soil. Right. So, um, okay. One of the women of Greenham Common, uh, you, you might know, her name is Lauren Laverne's mum. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that was a big thing. Uh, uh, funny, because it was a very left-wing thing and mm. seen as being sort of like, you know, lentil munching and yeah. all that. There were lots of playground rhymes mocking uh, the women who were, yeah, you know, against nuclear well. We were kind of like we were kind of like tools for that sort of thing, weren't we? Rick? And we didn't really sort of step back and sort of go, oh, we would solve that, like, and we would repeat that, and yep. that's how, yeah, racism, underground, overground, tied to a tree. Yeah, the women of Greenham Common are we? Um, the the um, and also the liver and onions. What's the liver and onions? Well, liver and onions is slightly based on. <laughs> there's a brilliant album uh, about wrestling from this period by Luke Haynes mm. that came out on Record Store Day, and it's not widely available. You can pick up a copy, but it will cost you about thirty quid. Mm. Uh, and it was called uh, Nine and a Half Psychedelic Meditations on British Professional Wrestling. Uh, British professional wrestling of the 1970s. Yeah. And one of the songs is called uh, 
uh, each one is sort of uh, dedicated to a wrestler. Mm. Um, there is a song uh, about Big Daddy being given a Casio keyboard um, and trying all the settings. Uh, <laughs> there is ones about the relationship between adorable Adrian Street and Miss Linda, his valet. Um, but there's one of my favourites is uh, called Inside the Restless Mind of Rollable Rocco. And it takes place really, uh, it's a, about a young wrestler at a transport cafe. And the chorus goes, egg and chips in a transport calf. It's the worst meal I've ever had. And it's about the travel. At a time when Britain didn't really have a transport network sort of entertainment infrastructure. Yeah. You had the motorways, but what you had was you had these horrible little, you know, um, burger vans and yeah. things like that. And it would all be eggs swimming in fat. Yeah. And liver and onions is exactly that sort of thing that would have been on the menu. <laughs> I'm obsessed with liver and onions. Um, I like liver and onions. One of the people who would run their own transport cafe in Bradford was Les Kellett, the the absolutely unknowable, terrifying uh, hard man who in the ring was one of the greatest proponents of comedy wrestling. Mm. Um, he his backstage persona was very, very different from the one that fans thought you know, he was. Um, Les Kellett as well only really became a huge sensation at the age of 61. Wow. Which is just a strange world. So that is the 80s. And into this, what you have is you have Big Daddy. And Big Daddy comes in. He is in his 50s uh, when he's at the, the, the zenith of his fame. And part of the reason uh, that he is so sort of he he is a big celebrity mm. but he's important to people because unusually for this time a very grey time a very sort of you know uh, bleak time fucking miserable miserable time <laughs> what big daddy is is he's a famous person that you can go and see at your local hall mm. he is going to be there every month and you can see someone that you've seen on the telly it's really hard to get across that in the most of the 80s the idea of seeing someone famous was almost like zero. Yeah. You would never get to see yeah. someone. And Big Daddy was a star that you could not only see, but you could see him do his job and you, he would give you a you know a high five on the way to the ring. High fives didn't exist back then. Mm. He would give you a handshake and maybe a like, hair towel. <laughs> you could come into contact with someone famous and there was nobody else like that in the whole of sport. Even footballers, you could go and watch them play a match, but you wouldn't be able to sort of press the flesh with them. Mm. And so Big Daddy became this unique figure. While Big Daddy was incredibly popular with crowds, he was atrocious in the ring. Mm. And he does have the blame by a lot of good wrestlers. They give, they put the blame at his feet for killing British professional wrestling. Mm. Their big thing is once Big Daddy came along, people were like, this is, you know, crap. There is no art to it. Big Daddy could not wrestle. Mm. Um, part of the reason for that was he was so big no one could do anything with him mm. and he couldn't really do any moves. So he, people sort of said, well, you know, people came to see wrestling and they would go, this is shit. Mm. You know, how can this be real when this guy is so immobile and he only does three moves and he beats everybody? The counter argument to that is, well, the thing is Big Daddy did, he was always a draw. He got bums on seats and the rest of the card, they were performing at a high level. Well, why was it that the audiences didn't go, I've now seen the high-level stuff and I love it and I'll keep coming? They didn't. Mm. British wrestling, to some degree, dies as Big Daddy is dying. And unfortunately, Big Daddy was sort of dying before <laughs> he'd actually ended his career. Um, there is a, 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 a brilliant, like one of those once-in-a-lifetime things that happened with Big Daddy. And that's when you have a big, big hero. What you need 
is you need a big, big villain to make that hero have something to fight against and to be seen in conjunction with. Mm. And if you look at that, you've got Batman and the Joker, you've got your Superman and Lex Luthor, you've got the detective in charge of the Yorkshire Ripper case and Whipside Jacks. (laughs) (laughs) And what you had was you had Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. And for a decade, they were on opposite sides of the ring. Mm. One was the big hero and the other was the big villain. And together, they made something very, very special. Um, Big Daddy, he's a guy called Shirley Crabtree. Uh, he was a uh, shared the same name as his father. And again, a little bit like the Johnny Cash, uh, A Boy Named Sue mm. uh, track. The idea was, you know, this was a name that you would have to get tough uh, if you if you if you bore that name, mm. um, he comes from Halifax in West Yorkshire. He was born in 1930, uh, and before he started wrestling, he worked down the mines, and he was also a rugby league player for Bradford Northern. Um, He's a centre league player, isn't he? He is. Yes, mm. that's right. Um, he followed his father into the wrestling rings. Uh, his brothers did the same thing uh, from 1952, but he just couldn't make it work. Mm. Um, he had a number of different um, gimmicks. He was the blonde Adonis, Mr. Mr. Universe, Shirley Crabtree, uh, and the Battling Guardsman. He had briefly been in the Coldstream Guards, apparently. I'm not 100% mm. sure that's real. <laughs> um, and uh, so he played a sort of, you know, he come out with a bear skin on. Mm. Um, it, it never really took. And he, he, he dropped out of wrestling. There were, some of the wrestlers say he spent a long time on the dole, which obviously <laughs> is not one of the stories that they want you know, when Big Daddy returns, they sort of go, you know, where's he been for the last 15 years? Oh, he's been signing on. Um, But in 1976, uh, his brother Max uh, watches the film Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and he sees Burl Ives as the character Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. And so they'd say, well, we'll, you know, Shirley, do you want another go? And you're going to come back as Big Daddy. Um, Shirley's wife uh, makes him... Can't be Paul Newman. (laughs) Shirley's wife makes him a, a leotard. It has a big D on the front, big D energy. <laughs> big D energy. He's got a big D. Um, that was a cut out of their chintz sofa. Oh, home. wow. They just sort of went, let's make this work. Um, and by that time, he weighed 26 stone. Uh, but he'd got a little bit of publicity because he was in the Guinness Book of Records for having one of the biggest chests in Britain. He had a 64-inch <laughs> chest. Um, the crowd immediately loved him. And yeah. he began playing the good guy. He came out to um, We Shall Not Be Moved, an old folk song, uh, Max Crabtree, picked it solely because it was one of the few songs out of copyright uh, that he could use. And he became a a very sort of simple, uh, sort of like symbol of good. Really. So like a like but like a simplistic idiot sort of thing, like no. kind of like a village kind of strongman who just not even no, that. just actually he just, was he just was like a... a sort of avuncular nice guy. Mm. He's a really interesting bloke. In you sort of hit on. I mean, what is Big Daddy? <laughs> what is Big what Daddy? Is it? Uh, what he was was he had incredibly kind eyes, and he had beautiful sort of blue eyes, and there was just something about him. Paul Newman, he's, yeah, he's very warm, and he very early on cottoned on to the fact that what he wouldn't be was he wouldn't be a someone who, if you like, um, you know, people who loved wrestling and you know talked about the stats and who was the best mm. would like. He would appeal to the children and the grannies, yeah. and the children and the grannies were a key part of the audience. They didn't really have anyone on the bills who was geared towards the kids. Well, I bet the grannies are just kind of like, oh, there's the, there's that one man on the... Because grannies, their, their, their natural kind of uh, thing is to want to um, feed young lads up. Yes. Yeah. And that guy, th- that would be like their Sistine Chapel, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I, just, I would love to have a crack. 
I, I, I've told this story before, but I met Big Daddy <laughs> mm. uh, when he was doing a performance in Boreham Woods, the venue in 1992. And he was, uh, he, he came out and he asked me, had I ever thought about becoming a wrestler? But what he was, was a really nice, warm, kind, gentle guy. Mm. Um, and he was friendly and he just ex- he exuded good vibes oh, really Ma, nice thing nice on the opposite side of course you've got giant haystacks <laughs> and haystacks um, equally bad at wrestling he, he, I, I mean haystacks could wrestle right he was almost like an abdullah the butcher mm. in that he had a limited move set but mm. what he did he could do well right there's a short period right at the end of his career where surprisingly he turns up in WCW as Loch Ness and he was what? being geared Wait, what year for was this? a feud this is 1995 fuck he is being geared for a feud with Hulk Hogan Wow. His final match in WCW was going to be against Lex Luger, right. but Luger's attacked before the ring and it doesn't happen. And I hate everyone involved in that for not having yeah. the ability to be able to say there was a Lex Luger versus Giant Haystacks match. Fantastic. Haystacks, at the end of his WCW run, he found out that he had cancer. cancer yeah. And so he came back to Britain. Um, which is, it, it, I mean, it's so sad that we didn't get to see Hulk Hogan versus Loch Ness. Yeah. It would have been atrocious, but it would have been a brilliant coda, a last last note for Haystacks' <laughs> glorious career. Um, he was a guy called Martin Ruain, born in Camberwell, uh, but his uh, parents, who came from County Mayo in Ireland, moved to Salford, which is where he lived for the rest of his life. He was a big old boy. Yeah. Um, and he suffered a lot as a kid from bullying. And it slightly seems to have just made him very, very self-aware and he hated people coming up to him and saying, you're that bloody haystacks, aren't you? He didn't like it at all. And so he became, he had quite a surly reputation. Mm. Um, he was in real life a, a very private and religious man. He wouldn't wrestle on Sundays because he went to church. Um, he had a wife, Rita, and they had a lot of kids. Um, and they, they just lived a normal life other than the fact that he is the most hated monster in Britain. <laughs> um, he was huge as well. He was uh, 6'11", whether that's most likely a worked height. He mm. was probably about 6'4". Um, but he did weigh at times nearly 40 stone. Jeez. A big old monster. Um, he uh, didn't like wrestling at the start. He didn't like the way people looked at him as a monster. Um, but he came to love it, which is great. I like it when that happens. Yeah. Um, he said in one late interview, he said, I felt like a conductor of the Halley Orchestra, able to play on people's emotions, making them hate me or love me as I decreed. The showman in me was starting to show. Um, it's funny to think about Haystacks as a showman because he was just like a frightening monster who, who just <laughs> growled. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And this is the match where they finally come together. The biggest hero uh, in Britain and the, the the most sort of like frightening monster mm. that we'd ever seen. And they finally come together on this Wembley card. This was the match that sold all the tickets, but it wasn't the, the main event of the night. You do not go out on a Big Daddy giant haystacks match if you want people to go, and what a great wrestling match. So incredibly, above them in the card was Wayne Bridges, the world champion, taking on Jim Harris, uh, who would later go back to America and become Kamala. Now, when Kamala, you go, we need better work rate than this, calling Kamala. (laughs) You know that these guys are not going to be great. Um, Also on the card was Mark Rocco versus Mal Sanders. That was a banging match. Mm. Uh, And you had the Royal Brothers versus Bobby Barnes and Sid Cooper. These are the guys who are filling up the cards, who are providing what people really enjoyed watching. But Big Daddy is the person who is getting the eyes on the product. Mm. Um, He has his entrance. He comes out. Um, Mick McManus opens the door. 
A Mick McManus with his beautiful black vampire hairdo. Mick McManus. So I went back and I watched uh, the Big Daddy, uh, This Is Your Life. Mm. Uh, A concept I don't think Big Daddy was necessarily across. Uh, Even when the uh, host, I can't remember who it is. Andrews. Eamon Andrews takes off the mask because he turns up as as a mask wrestler. He takes off the mask and then he gets his book out. Still, Shirley Copty not really understanding what's going on. Big Daddy is so confused by Eamon Andrews taking the mask off that he can't recover for the whole of the recording. (laughs) Everyone who comes out, he's sort of going, what's this? You know, (laughs) why is it? So a voice will go, remember, I I, uh, met you and uh, we certainly ate a lot of pies, even as a nipper. (laughs) And he'd be going, what? What?" He's just confused, isn't he? That's right. It's your old primary school teacher, Mrs. And he'd be going, why is she here? (laughs) (laughs) I think he's been on the road for too long. He's never watched any telly. Yeah, he's so humble in that whole thing. He's so delightful and sort of like a big toddler. Where he's and like, then, oh, thank you, thank and then, you. And then Mick McManus comes out and his hair is astonishing. Like pitch black, bitumen yeah. black and thick like bitumen too. The two. big question about British wrestling has always been, is Mick McManus's hair fixed? <laughs> That's a, it's, it, it's an amazing thing. Mick McManus, of course, was would never admit to the fact that his hair was, you know, dyed. Incredible. It, it was done with fucking boot black. <laughs> it I mean, it's, it's so, so bad. Um, the... Uh, the, the, as they have Big Daddy, the door is opened and uh, <laughs> a little child runs out first and then Big Daddy comes up putting his top hat on. And I was just thinking, that doesn't look great in retrospect. It's, <laughs> you know, the, the locked dressing room, a child running out and then Big Daddy putting, putting some clothes, clothes back on. on. Yeah. Oh, don't know how that top hat got knocked <laughs> askance. Um, and out they come. Um, there's a lot of empty seats they show as he comes out. It's yeah. a bad little bit of a camera angle. And he just comes out and it's like there are three people in the arena. Um, he is at this point I think 24 stone they mm. announce him as Giant Haystacks they say is 40 Big Daddy is more than 24 stone here he is <laughs> looking very very rotund um, on his bum he's got the phrase sock it to him sock it to him uh, stitched on and yep. uh, off they go at this time Big Daddy again to sort of like you know convey how how big he was he had his own weekly strip in Buster where he'd uh, have comic strip adventures right. uh, he was on This Is Your Life uh, he was in Daddy's Sauce adverts. He appeared oh, yes, on he the bottles Daddy sauce, of yes. Daddy's Sauce. I remember that. And the crowd absolutely roar for him. I mean, he is a proper, proper big sensational star. <laughs> they lock up, the two of them. And to go through this match, Pete, is uh, the match itself is so short. Yeah. And it was seen at the time as being a very big disappointment because people were like, we've waited a long time for this, and this is barely a match. Yeah, um, They lock up, their bellies are in the way, and they can't quite get to each other's heads already. It's like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Can we have some slow kicks from here, Stacks, please? Oh, what about a shoulder block? Why doesn't Daddy do a shoulder block where he runs into you? There are some forearms. Um, there, there was one bit where uh, Big Daddy runs into Haystacks in the corner with a shoulder block. And it's actually, you suddenly go, Christ, you do forget these guys are actually quite tough. And it's a thudding fucking shoulder block. (laughs) What you see there is you see Big Daddy, you know, this guy is, if you grabbed his belly, and shook it. It's yeah. not going to go like a like a sheet. No, it's not going to go ripple, ripple, ripple. No, no, no. It's taut. It, it wouldn't move. Heavy. It would just be like like I don't know, compacted feces, <laughs> like gone concretey. <laughs> it would just be you punch it, and and it would just be. It would be like concrete, but then maybe <laughs> 10 minutes after, there'd be a really weird, like bloody blot <laughs> appearing. <laughs> Something's not gone right. Um, there are some shoulder blocks. There are some forearms. 
Um, the referee gets hit by haystacks and uh, Daddy, because he's the good guy, goes straight over to the referee to sort of like touch him with his great big hand. <laughs> I had that hand on my shoulder once. It weighed a ton. <laughs> he goes through that and uh, haystacks knocks him over and Daddy sort of splashes the ref. Um, it's It's just... It's not good. You no. cannot say it's good by any standard. It's unwatchable. <laughs> was it also quite entertaining? It was quite entertaining. A lot of, uh, again, but the, the kind of world of sport era of, of, of wrestling, people just getting in, getting, yeah. through, getting really close to the ring. Uh, but of course, this time, the, the only people that are blocking them are cameramen. There are loads of cameramen. Yeah, aren't really there? But this, this, this did go out. I do have a DVD of this. Mm. I don't quite know what that went out on and how it came out, <laughs> but there is the whole show. Yeah. Um, this match uh, ends. They, they basically tried to make it as exciting as they could mm. by they'd said, they're on. we're gonna, getting rid of the round system that we normally have in every match. Mm. And this match can only end with a knockout. And so what happens here? This is a three-minute match. And Haystacks goes over the top rope and he falls through a table at ringside, which is festooned with flowers. Oh, flowers yeah. and yeah, little uh, kind of wreaths. Yeah. Like someone's died. He goes through that. He lands on his bum, but they are like, well, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, you know... You, Shane McMahon. This is unbelievable. Could you only do three minutes? The funny thing about Daddy, he toured all over Britain all the time, but he would only ever do tag team matches. And his uh, partner would be someone who was very, very good at flying Mm. around. Um, He he, partners in the past include people like um, young David, who would become David Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. Um, Danny Boy Collins in later years. Um, He would have young people, uh, Greg Valentine, but not that one. Uh, It was a cousin of Big Daddy's who uh, (laughs) they'd called Greg Valentine. Um, They would do all the work. They would do all the wrestling. They would take all the and Daddy would tag in and within a minute he would have splashed someone and done the pin. Yeah. So Big Daddy basically for this show is going, well, you know, special show, I'll I'll go three times the normal length. <laughs> and, and that works out as three minutes. Um, <laughs> it is, again, you watch this and you go, is this a Hall of Fame worthy wrestler? <laughs> you would go, no. Unless that Hall of Fame is about being a disabled egg. <laughs> the reality is it doesn't convey, and you can see the reaction of the crowd, it just doesn't convey what Big Daddy was yeah. rather than how he performed. <laughs> and if, you know, I just, of course Big Daddy should be in the Hall of Fame. There mm. is no doubt about that, as indeed should be giant haystacks. You know, they they should be there yeah. on their sheer cultural importance alone. They they did more for wrestling than anybody else. And I know a lot of people would say with Big Daddy, he did more to harm wrestling than anyone else. Um, that's not Daddy's fault. That is the booking of the promoter, his brother, Max. Well, I actually asked my mum and dad, uh, what do you remember about Big Daddy and Giant Hairstacks? Mm. Uh, I'm just looking at some of their matches. Um, and uh, my mum said, Big Daddy was a goodie and Hairstacks was a baddie. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. But bang on. And Jackie Pallor. And Jackie Pallor. And Jackie Pallor. Uh, and, then, and then my dad said, Johnny Two Rivers and his tomahawk chop. That takes me back with Ken Moulton and my grandfather shouting at the telly. Uh, but obviously, and, and then my, my, that's in response to my man pointing out the win. Hemingway of Red or Dead. That, that's tiny guy. He's like the son of a wrestler. He is, yes. And I can't remember which one it is. It's Johnny it's Two B- Rivers. B- Billy Two Rivers. Is it is Billy Two Rivers? Yeah, right, Billy Two okay, Rivers. Right. That's right. And Wayne Hemingway is his son, the fashion designer. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's tiny, that guy. He tiny is. little old chap. He is. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe his dad was small. We don't, oh, yeah, we don't all be know. Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, Big Daddy would die uh, in uh, 1997. He had a stroke. He was 67. Mm. Um, uh, Haystacks would um, die, I 
think the year after 1998 right. and that was of cancer following his return from from WCW that's not related to why he got cancer it's, it was a safe working environment um but <laughs> <Well>. um, <laughs> you can go and see uh, Haystack's uh, tombstone uh, in the um, Agecroft Cemetery and Crematorium in Pendlebury, just near uh, uh, Salford. Right. Um, it doesn't say on it anything about him being giant haystacks, which seems like a, I don't know, I'd have put that on there. Yeah. That, that is the name by which the entire country knew him. Yeah. You know, and continues to know him, really. Like, I'm, and, and I'd like to sort of see how much space there is around his grave, because obviously the grave's going to be small. But... I did find a photograph of his funeral. I meant to send it to you. <laughs> it's the biggest coffin you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's like three welded together. Wow. Um, you might be thinking, well, of course, the natural thing for us to do is to go to a pilgrimage to Big Daddy's grave. Yeah. There is no Big Daddy's grave. Buried at sea like uh, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, they pushed him back out. <laughs> like, like, they had to blow him up with dynamite like those whales that get stranded. Uh, no, uh, he was cremated and uh, his wife uh, is believed to have scattered his ashes uh, in the back garden of the property she lives in in I believe Stockport lazy yes I'd like to be able to pay tribute to Big Daddy Big by Daddy. splashing his grave she's probably doing a bit every day probably took ages <laughs> there's a probably big hill in the garden <laughs> stop playing on Grandad um, but I, I did have a look at um, some Big Daddy merch mm. um, which is uh, just again so redundant of the time um, there were some badges from 1979 mm. uh, that say on them, it, it's just lettering, there's no design, and it just said, Big Daddy is a big bear. It said, <laughs> it's obviously changed its meaning in the years to come. And there was a weird sun hat, which had, it's red, white and blue. It's a sort of got a flat top, sides, and then a sort of brim. Mm. Uh, and it says on it, Big Daddy is magic. <laughs> there is nothing I sort of go 70s Britain than just lettering printed on an item of clothing you wouldn't normally wear. It just says on it, <laughs> Big Daddy is magic. And I tell you what, Pete, that hat's not wrong. No, he really is. I enjoyed, I, I still enjoy whenever we, we sort of it's weird because he is the biggest star of British wrestling yeah. ever uh, and, and we occasionally we only occasionally touch touch tummies with him there is no Big Daddy match that you can recommend <laughs> <laughs> you know Big Daddy's a state of mind either yeah. you're down with Big Daddy or you aren't and yeah. there's nothing that anyone can do to convince you <laughs> one way or the other ref was good in this match flopping around he was good a, a little up. old man yeah. I like little old men refs yes. I just like it. it it throws you straight back to that period where everyone's like I'm a young man. I'm not going to get involved in British wrestling. So they have to go, all right, let's go to Joe. He's 75. <laughs> Joe, how do you fancy making a tanner, mate? <laughs> well, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Wonderful. Look, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry that Christmas. is the gift of Big Daddy. It mm. is a big gift and it cannot be returned because unfortunately it doesn't exist <laughs> doesn't anymore. doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we will just say, look, if you're on the Patreon and listen to this, thank you very, very much. Uh, we do appreciate your support. If you're mm. not on the Patreon, join I mean, us. Get involved. There's another 11 of these WrestleMemuses and that's, yep. that's also like, you can look at all the old stuff. Yeah. You know, we've done months of months and months of what stuff. have we done recently AEW Full Gear what's the WCW? King of the Ring 1993 we've been, we've been doing it all we've been busy boys we've and the newsletters we've been doing it all come it on it has been a banger but look hey even if you decide not to come onto the Patreon uh, I was going to say like you know have a nice Christmas but no I'm taking that back no 
<laughs> I, I hope your Christmas is all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right. I hope the chicken isn't chicken. Turkey isn't too burned. Mummy, mummy, I've just been through my presents and I don't see a subscription to Russell Me. <laughs> well, easy way to, to sort that, isn't there? You do it yourself. <laughs> fucking do it, yeah. Do, do it now. You've probably got book tokens or something. You know, <laughs> put it towards oh, book it. Book tokens. Hey, look, it's lovely to be back. We will see you soon. Happy Christmas to one and all. Peace. If you support Christmas, why not? Wrestle Me is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.